0: The Chicago Bulls give an absolutely piss-poor performance in the second half of the game, and they drop a game after having a 21-point lead against the Indiana Pacers going into the first half. We're going to talk about that game, uh, Alice Caruso and his defense lately, and then what are the Bulls going to do with the rest of the week? We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So now that we've had some time to let the frustration, I don't, you know, who, who, who am I kidding? I'm not even finna, I'm not even going to do all that. Welcome to Chicago Bulls Central. Listen, the Bulls sucked last night in every facet of the game. They got outworked and out hustled by a young scrappy team that was missing their best player. Or maybe their future best player was still on the team and Ben Matherin. I don't I don't know what to say. The Chicago Bulls that played damn near a perfect first half of basketball as far as, you know, yeah, they didn't shoot the ball the best. There were some ball movement issues, but they executed on the defensive end. They 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 took care of the basketball, things like that. They come out and almost everything they did good in the first half went completely in the trash. uh, uh Miles Turner in the third quarter, I think he scored like 16 points in the third quarter, woke up even though Vooch was giving him that work early in the game, Miles Turner just was like, hey, no. Nah. And then down the stretch of the game, T.J. McConnell and Ben Matherin just said, hey, man, we're not going to lose this game. And once the Indiana Pacers turned up the intensity, the Chicago Bulls withered away. They they withered away as a team, even when it looked like it was going to be a little going to a little bit of a duel between Ben Matherin and, and DeMar DeRozan. Guess what? Ben Matherin looked like the better player out there on the court that game, just playing with more heart. Uh, a, a, a more consistency, a bigger drive, and then after after uh, a couple of possessions, when Ben Mathen just started cooking, DeMar DeRozan, it was almost like, hey man, listen, you got it, young fella. This team played piss poor. There's not there's not anything good to pull out of this game. So let me be clear here. I have no positives to pull out of this game at all. The Bulls sucked. Zach Levine played one of the worst four quarters. I mean, fourth quarter, worst fourth quarter of any player I've ever seen in the game of basketball. Period. That's just what it was. Basketball IQ in the fucking trash, right? Defense in the trash from Zach Levine. And then in the fourth quarter, where the Bulls still had an opportunity to try to tie it and make a move to maybe send it into overtime, Zach Levine trips over the ghost of, I don't know. I don't, I have no idea. I, the ghost of Christmas past tripped up Zach Levine and he fell and the ball came. Like it was just, it was an ugly brand of basketball. Zach Levine, 414 in this game. Matter of fact, Zach Levine, since uh, hurting his hand, is 4 of 36 on three-point attempts. So, of course, that hand is bothering him, but you don't get no bell in that because guess what, Levine? We've seen you be able to get to the line. We've seen you be able to cut to the basket. We've seen you still play aggressive since you hurt your hand. None of that was in this game. None of that was evident. Zach Levine did not want that smoke with Ben Matherin and TJ McConnell. That's just what it was. He didn't want the smoke, And, 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 and that's the problem. Everything that people say negative about Zach Levine reared its head last night against the Indiana Pacers. Every single thing. And DeMar DeRozan, to his credit, 14 of 21 to get 33 points, five a rebounds, three assists, one block. I'm not going to blame this loss on, on, on DeMar DeRozan. Yes, did we go heavy isolation ball specifically in the fourth quarter? Yes, we did. But God damn it, somebody had to try to want some smoke with the Indiana Pacers because nobody else did. Kobe White couldn't hit anything three of 11 last night Derrick Jones Jr. scored all 10 of his points in the first half of that game Andre Drummond did end up playing six minutes scoring seven points five rebounds but Billy Donovan didn't go to him consistently and Alice Caruso is back to the shooting that Alice Caruso gave I remember after the last game where Alice Caruso shot the ball better like is this is Alice Caruso going to start shooting ball no hell no no that's not Alice Caruso does other things it's not his role but there was nobody to give any help in there. Nobody wanted that smoke. Passive P was back. He was 2-5 from the field. Five rebounds, one steal, one block, only seven points. He did have a positive plus minus, so shout out to that. But again, nobody wanted anything. And Io DeSumo, it, I, for the first time, Io DeSumo was usually a physical player. That man, that Chris Duarte, took that man's head out the game. Like, after they started getting physical on Io, Io didn't want no smoke. At the end of the day, This Bulls team, again, as what's been evident this season, got punched in the face and laid down and took it after that. That's all it was. That's all it was. This game was an absolute terrible game from the Chicago Bulls. They laid a goose egg in this game. The the turnovers, having seven turnovers in the first half of the game, then coming back into the game with 16 turnovers, nine in the second half of the game. Bulls shooting 48% from the field in the game with only 19 assists when they had, Double-digit assist in the first half of the game, meaning they didn't really do, they didn't even move the ball well. This team did exactly what was bothering me early in the season. When they did face some adversity, they went back to the isolation ball. They went back to not running their offensive sets. They went back to uh, being pressed and taking bad shots and not playing as a team, not moving the ball around. The things that got got the Bulls that three-game winning streak they completely went away from. Didn't play through Vooch in the second half of the game at all. Now, Miles Turner was cooking, had a lot of momentum. Maybe that was why. Maybe they didn't, maybe Billy Donovan didn't think that Vooch would be able to, to really mess with what Miles Turner was doing in the second half of the game. I have no idea. But there's no excuse for TJ effing McConnell to go off on you when you have what's supposed to be two really good defensive point guards in Ayo Sumu and Alex Caruso. And hell, even Kobe White stepping in the game up defensively. Nobody wanted any smoke. With freaking six one hundred and ninety pound T.J. McConnell, nobody wanted to smoke with him. And then Ben Matherin is able to add the icing on top of the cake for the Indiana Pacers down the stretch of the game. He chipping in sixteen. I mean, sorry, twenty six points, going ten of seventeen from the field with seven rebounds, two assists. Listen, it would have been nice to have a Ben Matherin on this team, right? That is, and that is the biggest issue with this team. Now, again, granted, the Bulls are still three and one in their last four they're 11 and 6 in their last 17 and as i've been saying here it's about winning the week. If the bulls can go out and get oh, t- the win two wins in their next two games to end this week 3 and 1, all right cool, you've had a solid week. But this game is was disgusting. There's no excuses for the way that the bulls played in the second half of the game. It just wasn't. When you can't match any intensity, when you get outworked by heart, this is Chicago. I told you guys before. When you don't play with heart, you get no respect and there's no respect to be given in this game. I don't care. Yeah, you only lost by six, but you should have lost by none. You should have won this game by executing. You give up back-to-back 30-point quarters. The, the Indiana Pacers score 70 points in the second half of this game. You're not going to win games like that against any team, and everything that I said in the preview in the prediction show yesterday came true. What did I say? You can't overlook a team because any team with Ben Matherin, Buddy Hield, and Miles Turner on it is going to be able to put up points if you, if you don't play defense. What do they do? Uh, uh, Buddy Hield, 19 points, 5 of 14 in, uh, in the game. Miles Turner with 26 points. Ben Matthews with 26 points. And then you chip in another 20 points from, from uh, T.J. McConnell and 11 points from Chris Duarte. And I don't even know who the hell Taylor is. 20 point, uh, points coming off the bench for the—Terry Taylor coming off the bench for the Indiana Pacers. 6'4", 230 pounds. Balled out. The Bulls sucked last night, and there's no way around it. There's no rosing it up. The Bulls absolutely played a terrible brand of basketball last night, and they got to get it together. And so every single time we get to a point of saying, hey, this could be the move that they can make to get over 500, or at experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boost. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to one thousand dollars. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Central to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. 500, it, it doesn't happen now again. I said it before, and I will be against what I've been saying and, and been saying on the show. If I if I went against the, they got to just win the week, right? They're going to get losses. Loss is going to happen. The Bulls were never going to win every game from here on out. It's just the way that they lost this game that made it so disgusting. But they can still salvage this week with two more wins in the week uh, in the week three and one. At that point, if they do that, uh, they will be one game below five hundred. Still going into one of the easier parts of their schedule. But again, when you play like this, you don't get any credit of thinking that the Bulls now go in to face a Charlotte Hornets team that is a that could be a tough team to beat. And we'll talk about that here up in a second. But it's just. It was just tough and disgusting from the Chicago Bulls, man. And hopefully this, and I can't even say a wake-up call. They know what they need to do. And again, after the game, some of the things that's so frustrating about the team, we hear all the right things again after the game. Boots doing the same thing that they always did. Well, we went back to what, what we went away from what was working. If you don't like all that, I hear you. I hear you, bro. But this, this game just proves the lack of leadership that we have on the Chicago Bulls. Yes, DeMar DeRozan is a locker room leader. I don't want to take, but we don't have, a leader on the court that's gonna step up and play when we face some toughness, man. And it's it's just tough to see. It's tough to see. It's it's it is what it is, man. Um, you know, that's that's it on that one. Now I do want to bring some positivity. And I know I was just uh cracking jokes on the ball head wondering in Alice Caruso, but Alice Caruso is quietly putting together a great defensive se- uh, season by most analytics. Now, as people know, defense is one of those stats that's really hard. They try to come up with new metrics, uh, box plus minus, defensive Raptor. Um, It's all types of metrics that they come- try to come up with to try to really put an impact or a statistic on the defense's playing. And we're going to go over some of that. Alex Caruso, despite only playing 24.4 minutes per game, is the top 10 in steals in the NBA. Um, 14 steals in his last four games, we already know that. He has a 3.3 steal percentage, which is the highest of his career, and a 2.8 block percentage, which is double the second highest mark in his career. He's the only only qualified uh, player in the NBA putting up that combination of numbers. When the, he's on the court, the, the Chicago Bulls are having a defensive rating of 110.7, which would be top five in the NBA. And without him on the court, the Bulls actually fall to 116.8. Defensive rating for the team, uh, which would be bottom four in the NBA. Basically, to be said, Alice Caruso is having a huge impact when he's on the court for the Chicago Bulls. Yes, we wish the shooting was doing better, but is Alice Caruso quietly putting together a Defensive Player of the Year um, season, or at least make an all defensive team? He wasn't able to make an all defensive team last season because he got hurt, didn't play enough games, things like that. But the impact that Alice Caruso is having, and while I know the box score doesn't always dictate that and show that, um, but he's really paying you know and he's worth his contract i think alex caruso is very well playing into his contract but the whole the, the thing with me in this and this was an article from chgo in which they talked about is he p- putting together defensive player of the year and to me the team isn't having the defensive success i don't think he gets any votes you, you have to win right usually we see defensive player of the year votes go to go to teams that actually are winning games and their defense is showing out in that that we're not Dallas Crewstone, he does have a chance to make an all-defensive team. And I hope that he does do it because he is playing to that level. But the Bulls got to play much better. Again, you guys know what I've been saying. No, Zach Levine's not going to be an all-star. He doesn't deserve to be an all-star. Neither does Nikola Vucevic. DeMar is going to get in maybe as a reserve role at best. But he really doesn't hasn't shown much either. But let's get off of that. That's just an interesting conversation article that I read. I want to end this. or talking about the Bulls' next upcoming games to end this week? We talk about winning the week. I want to talk about that. We have Charlotte coming in tomorrow, or we're going to Charlotte tomorrow. I should say I'm on Thursday, and then we face the Orlando Magic on Sunday. And I won't lie to you, I'm a little bit concerned about these games. The Orlando Magic game, enough to be said. Paolo Banchero, uh, Window Carter plays his best basketball against the Chicago Bulls. And then on top of that, they. Do you see the way they beat the Boston Celtics? What do you think the Chicago Bulls could do against the Orlando Magic? Like. Not to say that the Bulls can't win that game, but that is going to be a tough game and test for the Chicago Bulls. But next up, we got the the Charlotte Hornets. Now, Charlotte not playing the best on the season. They're 13 and 36 on the season. But as you know, with the Chicago Bulls, don't even worry about the record of the team. You got to worry about the skill set of the team. And this is a team that absolutely can go off. LaMelo Ball, is he even going to play now? If he does not play, it, 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 it ups those standings. He did not play last night. I don't think he's probably going to play so you still got to look at the, at the Charlotte Hornets roster at that point. Terry Rozier is their leading scorer with 21.3 points per game. You have M- Mason Plumlee who can get you double-digit rebounds. And then you got um, Kelly Oubre who also can turn it on at times. The Charlotte Hornets have three players averaging 20 points per game. Now, LaMelo, we already talked about him. He's 23.5 points per game. Again, Terry Rozier is the next leading one up with LaMelo out. He's 21.3 points per game. And then you have Kelly Oubre who's averaging 20.2 points per game. So right there, that shows you that that's the type of rotation that the Chicago Bulls can get hurt by. It just is. That's just what it is. That's how the, the, the that team plays. Um, And so the Charlotte Hornets can also shoot quite a bit of threes. And if they can get hot from three-point range, you already know what it can be for the Chicago Bulls. Do not be surprised if P.J. Washington could go off. Gordon Hayward could go off. Like Dennis Smith Jr., he's still playing for them, could go off. The Bulls have to zone in. And this is why defense is so important for this team. This team, when they move the ball on offense, right, regardless of who ends up scoring, yes, they're a much better and potent offensive team, but the defense has to be what the team hangs their hat on. You have to, especially when you're going up against the teams for the rest of the week that can absolutely get to cooking on you and have got to cooking on you in the past. The Bulls still do have a chance to win the week, but are we hopeful that they're going to win the week after that game against the Indiana Pacers? It, I can't blame anybody for not being hopeful of this team being able to win those two games, but listen, the Bulls hopefully show some pride, and we've seen the Bulls at times rebounding rebound well after bad losses. Now, sometimes they go on to lose a couple of more games before they then finally rebound, so the bipolar season for the Chicago Bulls and this bipolar team's play continues. The team has been up and down all season, and I don't see that stopping anytime soon, but They need to hang their hat defensively. You have to lock in. And if by chance LaMelo Ball does end up playing on Thursday against the Chicago Bulls, Io DeSumo cannot continue to wither away. Like We we get solid defensive games from Io two games in a row, three games in a row, and then he falls off a cliff for three or four games. Patrick Williams, especially going up against the Charlotte Hornets, P.J. Washington, whoever you end up guarding, Gordon Hayward, whoever it ends up being, McDaniels, you have, to be, you have to be in the game. We need to see, listen, passive P has to go away, man. And every time we see a really good game from him, it's almost like another bad one that reminds us how passive he can be remains. Unless some of that's on coaching and everything and all the things I've been saying over the course of this whole season. But this Bulls team needs to lock in and find their heart. That last night was a tough loss. Let's see if better wins are on the horizon for the Chicago Bulls. But that's it for me for today, man. Make sure you guys follow the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Bulls Central Pod at gmail.com. Lastly, we want to leave a text and our voicemail for our mailback episodes coming up these week the weekend on Saturday and Sunday. Number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys, man. See red if you can. Peace, y'all.